I really have got to stop watching the news. Welcome to Tea with Kehoe. I live in one room with a good view of a wall I make cups of tea and wander in the hall I sit on my bed and cut my fingernails I try on a shirt that I bought as a jungle song. Here we go round again Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whenever you happen to be listening Welcome to Tea with Kehoe I'm Kehoe There is no tea tonight it is over 90 degrees, and it is way too goddamn hot for a cup of tea right now. I have done it in the past, and I probably will do it in the future, but today I am just too damn hot to make and drink a cup of tea. So I'm drinking water, nice cold water. So it's water with Kehoe today. Hope everyone's all right with it. You gotta be, because that's just the way it is. Hmm. Uh, that's good. Nice and cold. So, hope everyone's doing okay. It's been a weird weekend. Um, as I said last week, Friday is my 50th birthday. And I was not too enthusiastic about that. You know, looking back on some of the things that I had wished I had accomplished by this point in my life. And some of them I haven't. And that that's what was on my mind. That's what was bugging me. And just... That led to negativity, which led to self-doubt, which led to all these other stupid little feelings that I had to work through, that I had to get through. And by Friday, I was feeling okay. I mean, just okay with my birthday. You know, we were supposed to, we had a trip planned. We were going to fly to Ireland on the 20th. You know, get there on the 21st after the long flight and everything and on my birthday we were going to go to the bar John Kehoe I think I mentioned that and uh, so I mean that didn't happen and I was feeling a little you know I you know that sucked but I mean in the grand scheme of it I mean it makes you know yeah it's a logical thing that we're not going and I understand it and it makes sense and I'm not like depressed and sad that we didn't go. It's just, that was the plan. And, you know, you're sort of like, ah, oh, we anticipated, you know, this month, you know, there's a lot going on this month that uh, is just, you know, been, you know, weighing on my head and a lot of stuff happening. And so I was working myself up and on Tuesday, uh, or I should, should say Wednesday, is when uh, that came out. And I was, you know, not the most enthused about turning 50. And by Friday, I'd worked myself to an okay position. I was okay. Our trip wasn't happening, or this was not the, but I'm okay. Because I've got a lot of good things, positive in my life. And that's where I was focusing and trying to focus. So that was good. I was feeling a little better each, you know, leading up to it. And uh, and on Saturday, my Uncle Larry passed away from COVID-19. He lives in, lived in a assisted living facility and he needed help. I, uh, 
I lived with him for a couple of years. Uh, the non-official uh, capacity of like just being there to help out wherever he needed it. Not to take care of him, just to help out. Because he was at a point where he, you know, when I was living with him, where he was not as sick or as uh, vulnerable as he was, you know, mo most recently. And so I was there to just help out. And through the time I was there, he progressively got worse health-wise. And I came home one day from work and I found him on the floor between his dresser and the bed because he fell down and he then couldn't get back up. And I guess he'd been there for a couple hours. And it was heartbreaking. And it was, I was so upset. And I, I got him up, I got him in bed. He was embarrassed and, and, and ashamed, you know, felt like. And just, he was real depressed about it. And I felt bad about it. And it was not good. And he went to the hospital and that was the last time he was at the house. You know, from that point, he went into the hospital for an extended period of time, and then he went to uh, one place to rehabilitate. And then through time, he just needed to go to an assisted living. It, it wasn't an old folks home. He was 68 years old. I mean, when he went there, he was like 66 years old. So he was not old, but he just needed help more than I could give, more than, you know, I'm not a, a nurse, a medical profession. I don't know, I, I wouldn't feel comfortable giving him shots. Uh, you know, like, like, like dishing out and doling out his medication. I, I don't wanna mess that up. I'm not that person. I don't, I'm, you know, but I was there for him at that time. And then, you know, over uh not it had to be a little longer than that maybe you know about three or four years worth of uh time between when we lived together and uh now but either way uh, he was diagnosed and they put him in isolation uh he said he never felt bad he didn't feel sick it you know he had it apparently but we were all ho you know, hoping that he, since he was feeling well and handling it okay that maybe he was going to be you know a lucky one and it wasn't going to affect him that badly and after his two-week quarantine he was tested again and uh i mean i don't know what the test results were but he was allowed to go back to his room. So I am assuming they felt like he was over or past a time of concern. So they let him go back to his room. And within a few days, he started feeling sick. By Thursday, he was uh, really bad. By Friday, he was in the hospital. I, I didn't know. No one knew that he was in the hospital in the hospital on Friday. And on Saturday morning, we got a call. I mean, the call was made and I got it by you know, when I woke up uh, that he had passed. 
And I got to say that threw me for, you know, because that just, it, it's just, uh, it's not right. I mean, he, this shouldn't have happened. This should not have happened to him. I mean, yes, he was vulnerable. He was not in the best of health. So anything that would compromise him would be deadly or could be deadly. And it was. And Saturday, I, you know, it, it affected me. I'm not going to lie. I was, you know, made a couple posts on Facebook about it. And uh, first letting folks, you know, know, or, 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 or just stating, you know, he has passed, I f you know, how I feel about it. And uh, a few people who knew him, but I didn't know how to reach or something like that. So I, you know, that was my way of telling some people and or just getting it out. So it was known that he has passed. And a lot of folks reached out and thank you all. That was beautiful and thank you. And it was, you know, a, a bunch of messages that were very touching. So thank you. Then uh, Sunday, I was just sort of out of it. Yesterday, Memorial Day, just sort of floating through. And then I come home tonight, you know, not paying attention to much. But then today, saw a couple things on... Facebook and on, you know, the news things and got home and saw some more and between just the, um, I, I, between the general racism, hatred, ignorance and stupidity, I am just fucking tired, everybody. I am fucking tired of it. I mean, we supposedly live in a great and powerful nation. And I don't see that. I see basically a bulk of the population is racist and in this environment have no problem showing it. There's hate in so many people. That hate is fueled by fear. Fear of something. I don't know why so many people are fearful of African Americans. Because it seems like that is the thing. White America is so afraid of not being white America anymore that they are willing to pursue their hatred and their ignorance to such a degree that it's disgusting. Police are killing people. And I'm done. I'm done. Uh, so many folks are, you know, you get angry, you know, and here's the thing. 
I'm not angry at a person because of the way they look. I'm not, I'm not angry at a person because they're male or female. I'm not angry at a person because they're different than me. I'm angry at people because the actions they take and the words they say show how ignorant, fearful, stupid, hateful, racist they are. That's why I am angry at people. I, you know, I don't need broad swaths. You know, I hate this type of person. I hate that type of person. And I'm sort of doing that by saying these MAGA hat wearing, non-mask wearing, uh, police calling, police killing people. I'm putting them into a group and lumping them together. I'm, I'm, I'm as guilty as everyone else in that respect, I guess. But when I see them holding up signs that equate wearing a mask to slavery, you completely deserve the hate I'm spewing towards you. You call the police on someone because they're not doing what you think they should do or they're not doing what you told them to do. You're being told no in effect. Uh, I have hate for you. If you are a person in a position of power and you use that power to kill another person, I hate you. And I am spent almost every fucking show that I've done asking you to be kind to people. Kindness is the best thing we can do. Kindness is a wonderful thing and we should share it. And I have been not necessarily preaching, but promoting kindness every week. Be kind to people. Please, it is the most important thing in the world. Be kind, be good. No, not today, not today. Don't be kind to these people. If you see a person without a mask and they're ignorant about it, you know, I, I'll take a walk in my neighborhood with my mask in my hand or in my pocket. And when I need to, I will put it on. But when I see people who are spitting at other people or coughing on them because they've been told to wear a mask, they deserve hate and they deserve to hear it and they deserve a lot more than just hearing it, in my opinion. I'm not, I'm not going to be violent with anybody, but I'm not going to hold my tongue anymore. I am tired of these people being so unbelievably ignorant, stupid. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm done with being kind to people like that. Be kind to the right people. Be kind to kind people. Be good, you know, when you need to. But when you are confronted with, with just blatant stupidity and ignorance and hate and racism, it is, I think now, a moral imperative that 
we do something about it because all I'm seeing is the fucking negative. All I'm seeing is the hate. Article after article after news story after news story about how much, you know, about death and horror and hate and racism. It's just, I'm, I'm done. I'm fed up. I'm ashamed and embarrassed to be an American. I mean, the rest of the world looks at us like we're fucking idiots. And that's what we are. If you look at the whole country, there are intelligent people who live here. There are smart people who live here. Really fucking smart. There are beautiful people, like in the the heart. You know, I'm not, you know, aesthetic beauty, fuck that. I'm talking inside. There are beautiful people. There are thoughtful people. There are, you know, good people. But unfortunately, I feel that that is being overrun by the uneducated, stupid majority of people. The selfish. The entitled sons of bitches who have never been told no. This, I'm, I'm done with America. We are the laughing stock of the world, and I think we've been running that way for a while. But now we are absolutely the biggest fucking mess on this planet. I mean, the fact that, you know, half, you know, most of the world has handled this pandemic better than us. Who has it? Russia, Brazil, uh, you know, two countries run by fucking uh, dictators, basically. You know, what Mr. fucking Trump had wants to be. So, these ultra-conservative countries, like Russia, or I'm not going to say these ultra-conservative governments, like Russia, Brazil, United States, fucking assholes. If conservatism, if, if, if this is the result of a conservative Christian mentality, then fuck y'all. Take your religion and get the fuck out. I'm tired of these holier-than-thou righteous folks who claim to be God-fearing people. When they, if Jesus was to come down today, they would fucking spit in his face and cough on him because he wants them to wear a mask. It's not fascism. It's not socialism. You're not, not living in a free country, you assholes. This is something we should be doing for everyone. But apparently you're okay, you know, but their grandmother, their aunts, their uncles could die and it wouldn't affect them one bit because they don't have the cognitive capacity to look at that and see cause and effect. They can't do it. They've never been taught that. Our education system has been fucked for so many years that these people cannot even logically think themselves out of a brown paper bag, let alone comprehend the severity of the death of a loved one. They probably, the only ones they love are themselves. So, you know, you can't reach these people with logic and thoughtfulness and compassion and understanding. The only thing that works with these people is, is, Smacks upside the fucking head, maybe. 
I don't know what works with these people. I'm lost. I'm at a loss for a lot of words right now, but I'm saying all the words I can. <sighs> Get a sip of water. Mm-hmm. And I am just, I'm, I'm definitely needing to scale back my Facebook time. Uh, I'm going to stop. I've got to stop watching news programs and YouTube. I've got to just isolate myself against the news because the news makes me so angry because there's nothing good happening in this you know in this country. And I don't care what you say about how you know some people are coming together because of this and it's you know we're finding new ways to communicate and 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 reach each other and touch each other without touching each other and all this kind of like this happy you know kumbaya shit is it's good but that doesn't change the fact that evil is running the fucking show evil is in charge I don't care how much good we try and, you know, drum up. Evil just does worse. I mean, they do better at being evil. Frankly, that is where we are. Evil has won. If you believe in heaven or hell, Satan is in charge. If you don't believe in heaven or hell... Well, then fucking stupidity and the evilness of people is what's in charge. And, you know, will they get what they deserve in the end? No, because that's not how it really works. As much as I want to believe karma is a thing, much like religion, if it makes you feel good, great, believe in it. But in the grand scheme, you know, the grand scheme of it all, it's a lie. It makes you feel good that that evil fucker, that person who's been evil and bad your whole life, they die. And you think, oh, karma will get them in the end. That's not how it works. They just got away with being a fuckhead for your, you know, like their whole lives. They were evil. They stole. They did bad things. They did what they needed to do to survive. Blah, 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 blah. They were a bad person. Nothing happens to them after they die. And that good person, nothing happens to them after they die. It's sort of tough to hear, but it's fucking true. I mean, as far as anyone alive knows, and I definitely don't believe the fuckers who tell me that in the afterlife, they know what's going to happen. They fucking don't. No one does. As long as you're alive, you don't know what death is. We, we truly don't know what death is. I want to believe in my heart that my un- Uncle Larry is in a better place. Because frankly, anywhere is better than here right now. But I want to believe he's in a better place. But that makes me feel good. But that's not the truth. The truth is, he's dead. He feels no more. He thinks no more. He is no more. I will be that way soon. Eventually. Not soon. Eventually. We all will. And that's 
just the way it is. So if we let evil continue to be evil, there's no retribution at the end of it all for them. So they got to get it now. We got to stop them now. We have to, we can't let evil continue to reign for millennia. I mean, through the history of man, we have seen evil leaders all over the place. Every fucking country seems to have a leader who loses their fucking mind and kills. I mean, some, Pol Pot, are, you know, just insane about it. For Trump, he's not that bright. He'll, he's not trying to kill anybody. I don't think Trump's that evil. He's just evil to a greed point, you know, where he will let people suffer and maybe die as long as he benefits. To him, he's selfish, and that's what's sort of perpetuating this whole nation of, you know, Trumpism. They're all like him. Too stupid to figure things out, so they just make up lies. And they say the lies over and over and over again until people start believing it as truth. We will never believe it, Donald. You're a fat, small-dicked liar. You're disgusting, you're filthy, and I pray and hope that you suffer before you die. Because that's the only way I'm going to feel like I feel good about it. I want you to get COVID and choke on your own fucking breath and saliva until you're, until you're done. I hope. We can all hope for that, can't we? It's not against the law to hope that he gets sick. Because he's willing to tell everyone to drink bleach and uh, take medicines that don't do it, you know, that eventually do kill you instead of help you. He's willing to push that shit. So he's willing to let other people die. And he feels no problem about that. I personally think that gentleman in uh, Phoenix who died because of taking the uh, hydrochloroquine thing he saw. You know, from his fish tank. Oh, that must be what the president's talking about. Let's take this, because he knows what he's talking about. And that man's dead. And the president is responsible for his death. That is manslaughter. Involuntary manslaughter. He's guilty of it, in my opinion. We just have to arrest him and just lay it out in the court, you know, court of law and let it be. Boom. Guilty. But that won't happen, sadly. So I hope whenever it does come to you, whenever the veil of death approaches you, I hope you suffer. I don't like this. I don't like the way I am right now. I don't like being angry at the world. So my promise to you and to myself this week, I, I, Honestly, I, I'm going to be realistic here. I'm not going to 100% stop watching Facebook and YouTube and being in, you know, the internet. I'm not going to 100% cut it off. But I'm going to start scaling back. And at some point, hopefully it will be 
right now. Realistically, I'm going to, you know, quarter, half, I don't know. See how I'm feeling about it. But I've got to, you know, step away from all this shit because I don't like the person I am right now. Mm. Sorry about the sip. I need that. I don't like the person I am right now. I don't like being so hateful and spiteful and wanting bad things to happen to people. I'm not like that normally. But when I look at the world that we live in right now, and apparently everyone is so selfish and self-absorbed that they refuse to think of anyone else. And they're willing and have no qualms with getting people sick as long as they can get a fucking haircut. So, I also am going to make this prediction. I don't know if I'm going to last. I mean, I'm not going to say this is, this is written in stone. But I'm going to make a, a try for it. I'm not going to cut my hair until there's a vaccine. I don't care what phase barbers are in. Two, three, four, phase 97. I don't really fucking care what, you know, anymore. I'm not getting my hair cut until there's a vaccine and I get the vaccine. Then I can go get my hair cut. Oh, how about that? I'm going to see how long I can last. And my prediction is my hair won't get long. My hair will get fluffy and it will puff out and it will be a curly, big mess on the top of my head. That is my prediction of how it will look. I've never tried to grow my hair. I mean, this is probably, it's not the longest that I've gone without a haircut, but it's damn close. And we're getting into uncharted territory now with my hair. So I'm willing to take it that far. And, you know, I'm going to shave. I'm not going to go the beard way or the mustache way. I tried a mustache. I'm not, uh, didn't like it. Um, but I'm going to let the hair grow. I'll see where that goes. Uh, and since I'm on the top, you know, like these negative topics right now, I will just cleanse the whole out, get it all out, just bleh, like vomit it all out. And then a catharsis. You know, this is, you know, uh, I see they want to give folks uh, back to work bonuses now. Um, I work for the federal government. I work for the census. Uh, not the, the 2020 count, but the surveys. I've mentioned this in the past. But we were not furloughed. We were not shut down, we were not, you know, let go in my, you know, part of the government census, we, you know, and there are people in the, you know, who did in, in the regional offices and all that kind of stuff, they were let go. And if they couldn't do their work from home, they were, you know, laid off or like, you know, and so they could collect unemployment. I could not collect unemployment. Because I still had a job. That job was reduced. You know, I couldn't, you know, I get paid for my mileage and I get paid for my time. And because I can't go out and meet people face to face and interact with them like we normally do. And I can't travel now. So I've lost my mileage and I've lost at least 
half of my time because making the like phone calls, I can make all my phone calls in one day. Uh, but there's a rule that we, you know, we just don't call people twice in one day. We don't call folks two days in a row. So if I make all my calls in one day, I've got to wait another day. And making all those calls will only take me a couple hours, a few hours at most. So I'm not getting the hours or the mileage that I have been getting. So I'm basically making a third of what I'm making. And people are getting bonus checks, you know, in their unemployment. And then they're going to get back to work bonuses to go back to work. And I'm still going to be making a third of what I normally make. And there's nothing for me, no compensation there at all. You were employed, so good for you. Yeah, I was employed, but I yeah, made nothing. I mean, maintained. I didn't lose anything. I haven't been spending money at all, so that's why I can, you know, what I do bring in. Maintaining. Float, you know, we're, we're, we're maintaining. I'm paying my bills. I'm still maintaining. Uh, my bank account's not rising, but it's not really depleting. So... Do I have a right to complain? I have maintained employment and I have kept the money coming in. So that's a plus. But like I said, it's far from what I was making and it's tough. Uh, and just mentally, it's tough to get yourself up, you know, to do work and, you know, not get much done because hell, I mean, if I come to your door and knock on the door, a lot of times, you know, at least we're going to chat for a moment. I can maybe try and convince you of, you know, doing this survey. It's not, you know, these aren't mandatory. These, are, these things that I do are voluntary. And if I can get you to volunteer to do it, great. We'll do the interview. But when I call your house and you don't recognize a phone number, probably not going to pick up. And unlike I visit your house where I walk up to your door and it's ajar and I can see people inside and there's cars in the driveway and dogs in the yard and I know you're home. So you're sort of, you're not forced to, but you're sort of like, yeah, okay, what's this person want? So you sort of talk to me. But the phone call, I don't know that number. I'm not going to pick it up. And if they leave a voicemail, then maybe. And then I leave my message. And it's, you know, the census guy. And right now, in their mindset, they go, well, I already filled out my census thing and mailed it back in. So I'm not going to call. I'm not going to go back. You know, call back to them. Or, pff, fuck that. I'm not answering that. So now they know that number is the census guy. So the next, for this whole month, they've been ignoring me because they can, because it's easy to, you know, I can't see through the phone that they're there or not. I have to assume they're not home. I leave a message. I have to assume what they, you know, so, uh, the job has been made tougher through this whole thing but we're still getting a bunch of it done. So we're doing 
good work. It's just hard to get motivated for it because it's so tough to get people, you know. One day I got three things done, three, three, three cases completed in one day. And I was feeling phenomenal. But for the two weeks before that and a week after that, nothing but no's, refusals, everything. So one day does not, it, you know, it helps, but it doesn't really, it's like in golf. You get one good chip or a good drive and it, you're like, ah, all right, I'll keep playing. Sort of like that with the work. All right, I got three things done today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomorrow will be a good day. And then tomorrow is nothing but rejection. Some silent, some complete no. So, so that is, uh, so the overall gist of that whole thing is, I think is bullshit that they're going to give more money to people to get back to work. Because some people who had been working this whole damn time had been making next to nothing. And where's our help? So that gripe is done. All right, so I'm, I've sort of cleared out my chest, sort of gotten off all my anger, and I've talked for a while. And this is probably the longest show that I've done because, frankly, I, the, my phone went dark and I didn't see the time and I didn't realize that I am getting close to, you know, 40 minutes and whatever, that's fine. It's, it's, I've never had a show where it starts and stops at a precise time. It's not how I roll. Everything is fly by the seat of my pants, as you should probably know by now. So this is the angry show. This is the venting anger show. I apologize for spewing all my hate towards certain people. It's not a general swath. I hate individuals for the actions that they have committed and the things that they have said and done. And it's justified, but I don't like feeling this way. So I needed to get it out share it and now maybe I can exercise the demons of my displeasure and my hate and maybe I can move forward without so much of that on me. So as much as I am sorry for spewing and talking this way, I uh, thank you for helping me get it off my chest and I'm passing the burden on to you and I hope you don't pick up my hate and carry it. Know that you are helping me in a way that I can't help myself. So thank you. Uh, it's not always about the tea, but it's about the time spent and I'm really glad you spent your time with me tonight. If you've made it this far, God bless you. Or no God bless you. However you want to you know, take it. But if you made it this far, thank you. I don't feel it's appropriate 
to end my show with be kind because as I said this is not that type of feeling today but please be better than me right now be better than the people you see on the news be better than you've been maybe I don't know I want to think there's some good people out there I know some of them. It's just so hard when there's so many more. Whatever. Thank you all very much for hearing me out. Be good to yourself. That's all I'm going to say today. Be kind to yourself. Treat yourself nicely. Because the way I'm seeing it, no one else will. So treat yourself good. And hopefully you'll come back next week. You know, it's funny, real quick. I asked on Facebook before the last week's show, is anyone really seeing my post after the fact? You know, when I make the show and I post it and share it, does anyone see it? And I got some mixed results. Uh, some people see them and see all of them. Some people don't see anything. And I made that post and then proceeded to make one of the most saddest, in my opinion, the saddest post. Uh, show I've made because of my lamenting my birthday and you know that negative vibe I've had uh, but the now the very next show is me just being angry so I don't know what to, you know, I can't judge it anymore I just don't know anymore folks so um, we've gone over 40 and it's my time to leave so Thank you all for listening. I will see you next week. And I will definitely be in a better mood. I've gotten this off my chest. Step away from Facebook for a little bit as much as I can. Try and keep my distance from all the hate. And uh, I'm going to try and treat myself better. And be better for me. So you guys have a great night. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you. And good night.